You're listening to Randall Wallace Presents, formerly Bridging the Political Gap, the number one American history podcast of 2024 by Feedspot.com. You know, a lot of people have had a chance to see all the pretty boys. And one thing about the Andersons, I don't think anybody ever accused us of being pretty. But one thing they know, when we get in the ring, we do something better than anybody else in the whole world. And that's Russell, and that's why these people come here to see us now. The Andersons and Flair, the record crew, the four horsemen, we're back, and we're going to do somebody in. You're back home, double A. This episode of Grand Strand Politics is dedicated to the memory of Ole Anderson, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, a founding member of the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, and the legendary four horsemen with Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Ric Flair, Ole Anderson, and J.J. Dillon. Good morning, everybody. That's Randall Wallace, uh, former Myrtle Beach City Councilman, uh, host of the Randall Wallace Presents podcast and the Richard Hickson Experience. And I'm just uh, wanting to do a little video today to remind you to please get out and vote today. Uh, the South Carolina primary is going on, and I am supporting Donald Trump, and I hope that you'll get out there and vote for him today in the South Carolina Republican primary. And I'll tell you why. Because we've got to do something about the criminalization of politics and the uh, weaponization of justice. This is one of the most important issues that we've talked about on my podcast for the last three and a half years because the weaponization of, of, of justice is out of control. 91 charges they put up on Donald Trump, most of them considered pretty, pretty, pretty frivolous. Um, but we've seen this, and as we went through in our podcast endorsement yesterday, where uh, we went through the history of when Robert Kennedy became attorney general and him setting up what was known as the Get Hoffa Squad and how they used that as a blueprint through Watergate, through the attacks on George H.W. Bush and Ronald Reagan with Iran-Contra, how they that same system was used on Ted Stevens, who was the uh, Republican senator from Alaska who lost his Senate seat. And we've got a chance to change that because Donald Trump is and justifiably furious about uh, the way that he has been treated in the court system and this ridiculous $300 million um, judgment against him that was just done last week, or these attempts to get him off the ballot in Colorado, or this nonsense, other charges uh, about uh, the, the, the lady. But either way, we've got a chance with a candidate now who's going to do something about this. And, and I think, you know, when you try to put people in jail for their political beliefs, that's Banana Republic stuff. And that's the stuff that leads to the kind of bitterness and hatred and tribalism that we've seen. It's one of the most important issues that our country faces. That we, and we've got a chance and a candidate now who's going to do something about it. So I would encourage you to go vote today and to support Donald Trump for president. That's what I'm going to do, and I appreciate it. Thank you, and uh, y'all have a great Sunday or a great Saturday and uh, South Carolina presidential primary day.
But I love that about you. Thank you. You know, I want to start off obviously thanking my family. I am so incredibly blessed. I was able to speak with Michael this morning. Um, I just his support has been amazing. The kids have really stepped up, sometimes too much, but they have stepped up in a way that has made me so, so proud. I am blessed because I had the ability to actually um, go vote today with my mom. You know, and there's something very special with the fact that she was a lawyer in India and she was named one of the first female judges. And because of the times, she was never able to sit on the bench. But the fact that she could go with me and cast her ballot for her daughter as president of the United States was an amazing parents who taught me strength and grace. I want to thank Michael's parents who have been unbelievably supportive through all of this. And I want to thank my brothers and my sister and their families for always supporting us every step of the way. Thank you. I feel blessed tonight. I've felt blessed through this entire journey, even when it's been tough. I haven't lost sight of that. I've felt God's strength and grace every step of the way. I'm blessed to have served the state that raised me. And I look forward to continuing to be blessed to serve the state that raised me, whether it's going and voting with my mom or whether it is um, being with our family, we are very grateful for the good people of South Carolina. Thank you. And it's a blessing to know that across our sweet state, everyone wants to bring back the America we know and love. That's the underlying message of what happened today. I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory. And I want to thank the people of South Carolina for using the power of your voice. No matter the results, I love the people of our state. I love what we accomplished together, and I love how we united during our worst challenges and tragedies. I've always seen our state as a family. Families are honest with each other. They say the hard truths. That's what I've done this entire campaign. And that's what I'll do now. What I saw today was South Carolina's frustration with our country's direction. I've seen that same frustration nationwide. I share it. I feel it to my core. I couldn't be more worried about America. It seems like our country is falling apart. But here's the thing. America will come apart if we make the wrong choices. 
This has never been about me or my political future. We need to beat Joe Biden in November. I don't believe Donald Trump can beat Joe Biden. Nearly every day, Trump drives people away, including with his comments just yesterday. Today in South Carolina, we're getting around 40% of the vote. That, that's, about what, that's about what we got in New Hampshire, too. I'm going to count it. I know 40% is not 50%. But I also know 40% is not some tiny group. huge numbers of voters in our Republican primaries who are saying they want an alternative. I said earlier this week that no matter what happens in South Carolina, I would continue to run for president. I'm a woman of my word. up this fight when a majority of Americans disapprove of both Donald Trump and Joe Biden. <laughs> South Carolina has spoken. We're the fourth state to do so. In the next 10 days, another 21 states and territories will speak. They have the right to a real choice. Not a Soviet-style election with only one candidate. And I have a duty to give them that choice. We can't afford four more years of Biden's failures or Trump's lack of focus. We're at $34 trillion in debt and counting. Not even a third of our eighth graders are proficient in reading. Families can't afford groceries. Nine million illegals have come to our border with enough fentanyl to kill every single American. And beyond our borders, the world is on fire. War is spreading further every day. If we aren't strong, those wars will draw America further in. And it's not just about policies. We won't get out of our downward spiral if we keep obsessing over the past.
Does, does anyone seriously think Joe Biden or Donald Trump will unite our country to solve our problems? One of them calls his fellow Americans fascists. The other calls his fellow Americans vermin. They aren't fighting for our country's future. They're demanding we fight each other. The younger generation, my children's generation, knows it better than anyone. They deserve better. They deserve leadership. And so I will keep fighting for them and for you and for all of America. Thank you very much. Wow. That is really something. This was a little sooner than we anticipated. It was an even bigger win than we anticipated. And I was just informed that we got double the number of votes that has ever been received in the great state of South Carolina. So that's pretty good. So it's a record times two. And there's something going on in the country. Some really great things are going on. You look outside and you see all of the horror. You see millions and millions of people coming across the border illegally. We don't know where they come from. They come from jails. They come from prisons. They come from all sorts of places that we don't want to know. They come from mental institutions and insane asylums. And we don't want that in our country. We're not going to stand for it. We're not going to stand for it. You have terrorists coming in. You have people coming in that we just can't, uh, we can't do. Could, could sustain what's happening to the United States of America, no country. So we're going to straighten things out. The border is the worst it's ever been. You know, in 2016, we won. We had a bad border. And I talked about the border a lot, talked about it a lot. And uh, so we're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. We fix it very quickly. And in 2020, we couldn't talk about it, although we did get millions of more votes the second time. But now there's a spirit that I have never seen. We ran two great races. But there's never been, ever, there's never been a spirit like this. And I just want to say that I have never seen the Republican Party so unified as it is right now. Never been like that. And a big part of, uh, of that is the people standing behind me. These are the, these are the biggest officials in South Carolina, but I say like the biggest officials in our country as far as I'm concerned. They're really, they're state figures, but they're national figures. And in the truest sense of the word, they love our country so much. And they want to see our country succeed and be respected again. Right now, we're a laughing stock all over the world. Our country is going to be respected again, respected like never before. So this is a fantastic evening. It's an early evening and a fantastic. So you can all go down and you can celebrate for about 15 minutes and we have to get back to work because the big day, the big day, you know, Michigan's coming up. We're doing great. The auto workers are going to be with us 100% because they got sold out by this country. But Michigan's up, and uh, we're going to have a tremendous success there. And then we have a thing called Super Tuesday 
And uh, I think we're leading 91 to 7 overall. Uh, if you don't mind, may I have the pleasure of introducing some incredible people? Because they stuck right from the beginning, from the very moment we announced, and they believe in make America great again. That's what they believe in. They believe in America first. We're putting America first. First of all, my family, Melania, Barron, Don Jr. and Kimberly, Ivanka and Jared, Tiffany and Michael, they're so, so supportive. So supportive of them, we really appreciate it and love them. They're great. We have a great family, and we have incredible friends. And we're going to be up here on November fifth, and we're going to look at Joe Biden, and we're going to look him right in the eye. He's destroying our country, and we're going to say, "Joe, you're fired. Get out. Get out, Joe. You're fired." They're destroying our country, and we're going to. I just wish we could do it quicker. Nine months is a long time. I just wish we could do it quicker, Mr. Governor. I wish we, is there anything you can do with your vast powers to make that, you know, in certain countries, you're allowed to call your election date. If I had the right to do it, I'd do it tomorrow. I'd say, we're having an election tomorrow. Henry, is there anything you can do? I want to start off because right from the beginning, Henry McMaster, the governor of this incredible state, and, and much more importantly, his wife, Peggy, she's with him all the way out there. Never saw anything, what a couple. But I'd like to ask him to say a few words. He's a very special man, an incredible governor, very popular in the state, and uh, really, I mean, he gave us some very good advice, and he has right from the beginning, you know, from the day I announced I had the lieutenant governor. He was the lieutenant governor. And from right at the beginning, when I announced, and I said, I don't know the gentleman. Is he good? They said, he's really great. I said, well, I hope so. And you know what? Within about two weeks, I said, that guy is unbelievable. You know, I never got the support of the governor. She supported somebody else, but I had the support of somebody much, much better, Henry McMaster. And we won in a landslide. And I'd like to ask the governor to say a few words, please, Henry. Thank you, Mr. President. I'll be very brief. Yo, I'd like you all to remember this moment that you were here. This is a great moment in American history. We'll probably never see another one like it. Every time a, a rocket launches, you know it goes up slow and then it's climbing and climbing and then boom, that next stage comes off and it goes where well, we just did that. We just hit maximum velocity and we're going all the way. So I'm going to ask somebody else to say because he came on board and Lindsey wanted him and the lieutenant governor wanted him and everybody wanted him. Henry and Peggy wanted him. So I thought he was okay, but he didn't love speaking about himself because he's a good person. See, I have no problem with that. It's a problem. What a personality, I don't know. But he endorsed me. And then we asked them to go and do a few shows. And, you know, they're not often nice shows. They're very hostile. And what he did was, I said, is this the same man? And he campaigned nicely, but he's a high-quality person. When he was supporting me the day, is that correct, Lindsay? When he went out, Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott, he went out, and he was ripping it. I said, 
I said, what happened to Tim Scott? What a dynamo. And he has been one of our great advocates. He's been doing things that have been unbelievable. And I'm just very happy he didn't have that same energy drive because I think I probably would have been out of the race a long time ago. But I want to say a very special man. I, I really do mean it. So many people have such great respect for him. And you're very lucky to have him in the state. Tim, please, say a few words. The longer, the longer I speak, the less you hear of him. So let me just ask one survey question, and you better answer it loud and clear. Is South Carolina Trump country? Thank you very much, Tim. Really great job. Amazing. Another man, not a lot of people know him. He doesn't do too much television. He happens to be a little bit uh, further left than some of the people on the stage. But I always say, when I'm in trouble on the left, I call up Lindsey Graham and he straightens it out so fast. And I'll tell you, no, 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 remember, remember. I love him. He's a good man. Come up here, Lindsay. Come up here, Lindsay. Come here. Okay. Are you ready? America, the nightmare you're facing is just about over. Help is on the way. This is the most qualified man to be president of the United States. And let it be said that South Carolina created the biggest political comeback in American history. Thank you. Well, with that, Lindsey Graham pretty much summed it up. The greatest political comeback in American history. <laughs> well, we might be on the road to that. Uh, Donald Trump got 60% of the vote. Uh, Nikki Haley's... Uh, she won in Richland County, which is heavily Democrat, and in Charleston County, which is a uh, in in the first district, which is kind of the moderate district. We had a Democratic congressman from there for one term here not too long ago. So uh, Haley was pretty much marginalized, but I'll give it to her. She's put up a good fight. She she's run the good race. I don't quite understand the strategy of continuing to go on because uh, it is not going to engender good feelings from uh, the Republican rank and file. Uh, to continue this fight, because I think we do need to get united behind the presidential nominee who's going to be Donald Trump and uh, and and really get, as I have said earlier in this, to start fighting the, the battles of doing something about this out-of-control weaponization of justice and, and then all the other reasons that Donald Trump uh, needs to go back in. So with that, uh, South Carolina was settled. Donald Trump is the nom is the the one who won the the, the primary, and we're going to move on now to Super Tuesday, and uh, all the other races, Michigan, and coming up. Uh, one thing I did want to point out to you, though, we got a shout out here in Myrtle Beach. Our mayor got mentioned during the closing statements of Nikki Haley's uh, uh, comments. 
amazing rock stars for our state that we should all be proud of. Mayor Brenda Bethune really stepped up. The mayor of Myrtle Beach, she was absolutely fantastic. So with that, it kind of sums up the South Carolina primary <laughs> here in here in, in our show. We, we covered it 10 episodes. Um, we hope you've enjoyed that. Grand Strand Politics, this segment, we're going to try to bring back throughout the year, maybe talk a little bit about politics going on here in South Carolina or in the Grand Strand area, hopefully for not as long. But the one promise I want to make you, because we've been doing these uh, almost multiple shows in, in the last month and a half, George Bush is back, and, and that's going to be the focus of March. Um, our our season two documentary on 1990, 1991, the sweep of history on George H. W. Bush. So that's what's coming up. And it is kind of fitting, I guess, to have had this show the night that Donald Trump wins the South Carolina primary um, to be dedicated to Ole Anderson, who was one of my all-time favorite professional wrestlers, one of the toughest guys in the wrestling business. And he passed away today within about two hours or so before we went into production. And so we dedicate this show to him. Uh, he was a giant if you love pro wrestling. With that, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Bridging the Political Gap. If you've liked what you've heard, please share it. And we would love to hear from you and your thoughts on on our show. So if you'd like to, please leave a review wherever you get your podcast. And until next time, thanks again and so long for now.